0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
1: A golden age of heroes protected the world for decades. Ten years ago, that golden age ended. But this one has just begun. We are talking about daddy issues in CW Stargirl Season 1, Episode 1, pilot. I'm joined by an illustrious panel, some new, something old, something stunty, and so many things happening as Bria's behind the shadows. How's everything doing in uh, Shay's world? Shay, Shay is with us.
2: Shay's world is awesome. I love Burke who plays Starko, so I'm super excited to see her in this role which is just so different from what I've seen her do before. So I'm ready to talk about it.
1: It seems like you are. And then we're joined by Alice, who to me is a newcomer, but you may know her since Shay and Alice did a panel together before. Alice, welcome to the panel of All Things Stargirl. We're ground up. How are you?
0: Thank you. I'm so good. I'm excited to be here. I love superhero shows, so I'm really excited to watch this one. And I knew a lot of the stunt performers on this one, so I'll be able to tell you a little bit of the behind the scenes and some of the action you see in it, too.
1: From what I understand, Alice, you actually are a part of the stunt world. You do, you're do you a stunt person. And you have been on action sets before. Is this correct?
0: Yeah, I've done a bunch of the Transformers movies, Star Wars. I've been working on The Rocks movie in Atlanta up until we were sent home. And um, I've done lots of movies over the years. So I have a gymnastics background and have been on lots of sets all around the world.
1: Well, it's great to have you. And Shay, a lot of people don't know, is taking over for uh, Ruby Rose for, for the new Batgirl. So Shay, not a stranger to superheroes as well. Correct, Shay? Thank you so much. That
2: would be a dream, but no.
1: <laughs> We are talking CW Stargirl season one, episode one pilot. It is named pilot, and that is, of course, because this is the premiere of Stargirl. We're going to be breaking down the episode as thus. Injustice Society, a lot of us may have been or may not have been familiar with Injustice Society. We're gonna to get to see them. Of course, the Justice Society of America, we get a nice image of them. That beginning scene, Nebraska, the concept of moving to Nebraska. And then we meet Courtney. Courtney is, of course, going to play Stargirl, is going to become Stargirl. We get the nuclear family. Let's talk about the mixing up and who the new characters are. Let's break down this new school, the tropes we have, the school bullies, the staff, we get a lot of tidbits of each different person as we are foreshadowed into the future. Of course, we see brainwave at the end. We're going to talk about brainwave as the justice, injustice society, but then again, revisit brainwave who is now in the city in Nebraska, Stripe. If you noticed, Pat became Stripe, who wore the Stripe costume, came through as a huge robot. We know Stripe from Stargle comic books. We have a special segment, Star Spangled Banner, where we actually talk about different characters and their actual comic relation as it relates to the screen. News and gossip, you're gonna wanna stay tuned for our juicy news and gossip our predictions as we pull out that crystal ball and so much more. I'm gonna ask each of you as we start what your overall opinions on this premiere episode, season one, episode one, pilot of CW Stargirl was. Alice Ford, what were you thinking?
0: You know, I haven't watched a superhero show in a long time, there hasn't been one. My favorite one before this was Arrow, so I was excited to see a new one. And I love the action in this first episode. I thought it moved really quickly Um, And I thought it had a lot of the teen drama that I like in a show. That high school, though, was so weird. And so were the kids and teachers. I wrote down in my notes, like, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) Um, But overall, I really, really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see the next couple of episodes coming up.
1: The high school was really weird. More black kids than I ever thought would ever be in Nebraska. That's the start. Let's talk to Shay. Shay, what were your thoughts on this, uh, your overall thoughts on this premiere episode?
2: Overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, Starman's death, while kooky, and just halfway felt like unnecessary, I was still here for it. And I agree with Alice in the fact that that high school needs Jesus. There is something not right there. I'm sorry, you knock over a lunch lady's food supply and it's her fault somehow. And somehow I'm getting in trouble for standing up for somebody else. I got issues with this. So we'll see what Nebraska's gonna do for me today. (laughs)
1: Well, high school's not everyone's favorite. I have to say that Star Girl, coming off um, on the opposite side of Alice, I watch every single comic book show, and I actually often review them and talk about them right here on AfterBuzz. So, and for networks as well, this show was amazing. Amazing in the fact that it could be so average and yet done so well. And why I say that is because every single aspect of the show was extremely familiar. You go to a high school and there's these mean jock bullies. You have a family that's mixed where you have a stepfather entering the picture and a teenage angsty daughter who fights against that. You have the concept of um, the lonely daughter who misses or has been suspended by her father the father has gone away all of these things are very familiar tropes and yet Stargirl does them all so spectacularly even the scenes where i was extremely shocked by high, how high budget and how much high quality that they gave this show thankfully it's because of the cwcw dc crossover where they're both part of the show and therefore we got this high quality High Affinity Show, and Luke Wilson was amazing. So I have so much um, to discuss as we break this down. Let's talk about the Injustice Society. Shay, you had said that you were not familiar with the Injustice Society. Whoa, I, whoa!
2: No, I had no I'm partial to obviously knowing the Justice League. Sure. Because that's something I grew up with. Justice Society of America was not one of those things. So it was interesting to hear people or hear superheroes I've never heard of, like our man. And I, with that question of his name, I'm like, what do you do? That was just my question.
1: Well, Alice gets a pass because Alice is not as familiar with the comic book tropes. What did you think of the Injustice Society and of course the Justice Society, Alice?
0: Yeah, I think, like, I've never been a big comic book reader, but I love watching the comics come to real life in TV and movies, so I don't always know the backstories, but I loved learning that the Injustice Society was, like, the group before the Justice League, and obviously there's, you know, some time in between there, which maybe we're getting the fill-in of now, so i loved it i mean unfortunately they all died but i loved learning all their names and seeing what they could do and now i'm more interested in gonna go research like who these people were and their comics and so i liked it
1: i i was a fan of it, it was amazing especially to a comic book fan to see the injustice society battling the Justice Society of America in, in the first episode. We've seen Justice Society of America in nods, and I'm not just me- referring, of course, to the comic book. I'm referring to in Justice League. We've seen Justice Society. We've also seen a nod to Justice Society in shows like The Flash and other uh, DC Universe shows. We also get to see them in the uh, Crisis episodes that just came to pass. We got to see a head nod to all of them. So seeing them was so much fun for myself as a comic book aficionado to get to introduce the Justice Society to everybody and even someone who is more obscure, but relatively, relatively unknown in many ways, but a little more obscure, as Starman being the first herald, a precursor, of course, to what we see as the Justice League and all of those characters. We get, we get a great setting for them. And there are a lot of tidbits in the show. There's the helmet from Flash, which is actually the original Flash who kept their power, who kept his powers regardless of regardless of um, the speed force going down. Did you guys notice all the little things we saw as, this sh- as the scene was shooting out?
2: I did, but I also learned that what was happening just decided technically takes place on Earth 2. While Justice Lee takes place on the Earth and One. So that was interesting to even think about that. Exactly.
1: As exactly. And what about you, Alice? Did you, as a person who's not looking for them, did you notice them or were you?
0: Yeah, I noticed little things here and there, but I think because I'm not like a comic book aficionado, like probably a lot of things went over my head but it made me want to do more of a deep dive into DC Universe and really like discovering all the characters because it is such a big world of characters and worlds. So I definitely spurred a lot of questions in my mind about things I wanted to learn.
1: It is, and as far as the Injustice Society, just because it seems like they will be the main villains, the people who we saw thus far, Brainwave, who of course we saw later and um, is, is actually the father of the the bully, if you notice that. So the father of the bully yeah. is Brainwave himself. Um, we got to see him, but we got to see other characters as well. We actually got to see Grundy, Solomon Grundy, who chased after the car, the wizard, and Icicle, who seems to be the person possibly in charge simply because Icicle's the one who tells Brainwave at the end Um, don't do anything until I get there, basically, giving some type of order. Yeah. Were you guys guys as equally unfamiliar with everyone in the Injustice League as well? Like, what did you think of their powers?
0: Well, these guys were the guys in the mansion, correct? Exactly, the The bad
1: guys in the mansion, the bad guys.
0: So they're obviously still alive, and they've been just hunkering down in this town for, you know, I guess... 15 years or so um I like seeing them now I mean obviously I wondered what happened to them it is interesting that this town is so weird and still full of super villains so
1: it is I, so weird <laughs> especially since the town is in of all places Nebraska what do you all know about Nebraska uh,
2: my sister
0: moved to Nebraska that's all I got
1: Maybe your sister found the cosmic staff. Maybe that's what happened.
0: Um, I well, think one of the university's mascots is the Cornhuskers.
1: It is. So if you don't know anything about Nebraska, as stated in the show, 2,200 feet, if you want to know what's famous, Nick Nolte, Fred Astaire, Crazy Horse, Wade Boggs, and Gerald Ford, all Nebraska. So Nebraska, what would you, how would you feel if your family upped and moved you to Nebraska in your teen years?
2: Well, firstly, that town looked like something out of it. Like the town where it lived, and so I had reservations when I first saw them drive up. And as a teenager, if you would have moved me from my hometown, oh, I probably would have ran away and hid it at one of my friends' houses, like just because I did not want to go so badly, and then forced them to let me stay where I was because I was not going to Nebraska.
1: But that's almost what Courtney did in a lot of ways with her friend Mary Alice. What would you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I would be very much like Courtney in this situation also because I did gymnastics growing up and that was like my life. And if I got to a school and they didn't have gymnastics. They had no I team. Think I, I think I would have completely lost my mind.
1: And especially when she asked like, oh, I, you guys had a gymnastic Yeah, last year, this year we don't. So <laughs> let's meet Courtney and of course the family going on with all of the family members. But let's start with Courtney and then make our way down the list to um, her mother and, and of course Luke Wilson as Pat Dugan and uh, Barbara and, and, and Mike. So what were your thoughts on Courtney? Courtney Whitmore.
2: Courtney is very angry, and I, but I think she's also putting the anger on the wrong person. I get it, like your dad like disappeared and he wasn't there and now your mom's married to somebody new, cool. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to put the anger that you're feeling and unresolvedness on, you know, your new stepdad. I get it, though, as a teenager. I've done to my mom's <laughs> boyfriends, too, so I totally understand it, but it's not right, but I respect it because I did it before. And I think she's awesome, though. I think being a kickboxer, because she had those pair of gloves, I'm just like, man, I want. I wish I was that badass at 15 as she was.
1: Well, I, I think Alice might, a gymnast, thought person. Mm-hmm. Alice... What were your thoughts on Courtney? Yeah, I relate? love
0: I love Courtney. I think she's awesome. She's fearless. She loves adventure. She obviously, like, she got that staff and was like, all right, let me take this thing out for a spin with, like, no qualms. So she, she, like, totally just wants to try new things. And she stands up for what she believes is right, because we saw that in the lunchroom. And then, obviously, when the staff led her to those kids at the drive-in movie theater, and she... Was like okay with just you know doing what she thought was correct, and you know kind of being a, a hero. So I think she's awesome, and I just love her. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm actually on the opposite end of the spectrum because I wasn't. I'm a huge fan. I, I really like uh, I like Bree. Uh, I mean Breck Bassinger, right? I like Breck, but I don't really like Courtney, and I'll tell you why. Courtney was not as likable enough of a character to go through the emotional ups and downs that she did in relation to the characters that she did them with. For example, we see Courtney being extremely rude and disrespectful to Pat, who I would understand if Pat came off as the stepfather type, but Pat had no uh, no exertion of that nature. In fact, if anything else, he tried to be as nice as possible, extremely likable. And because Luke Wilson as an actor is such a likable, charming person, Breck, in a lot of ways to me, came off really mean. And I was hoping she'd be a little nicer. Even when she gets caught with the cosmic staff, she immediately becomes the aggressor and starts saying, no, you have to answer, and Pat stands up. Even at the end when she was told not to take the staff and Pat comes to her rescue, she comes off as this aggressive, angsty teen, a trope we've seen played, but I feel like it wasn't played well. I wish there was more dialogue in which Breck as Courtney came off a lot more likable because clearly she's a likable person. There's something sweet about Breck on screen. There's something very nasty about Courtney's attitude.
0: I agree with you there, actually. She is a little bit cocky and she definitely has that, like, I hate anyone that's gonna try to come into my life and tell me what to do attitude. So I'll agree with you on some of those points for sure. And I do agree that she needs a little bit more like emotional range.
1: We're going to need to like her because let's go to the rest of the family. We did meet Pat. We did meet Mike. And we did meet Barbara. Barbara, of course, being um, uh, Courtney's mom, who is played by Amy Smart. We've seen Amy Smart in a variety of different shows. She's been doing this for a long time. We've seen her in Starship Troopers. We've seen her in Felicity. We've seen her on Road Trip. We've seen her in Butterfly Effect. So. She's been someone who we like and has come around. Of course, Luke Wilson, we know. Luke Wilson plays Pat. I was surprised when Luke Wilson took this role in Stargirl, of course, Idiocracy, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, No No Stranger to Superpowers, uh, The Royal Tenenbaums. I mean, we've seen Luke Wilson, Brother to Owen Wilson in many, many uh, different movies along the years some of my personal favorites, some of the best comedies. And so since it's such a likable character, what were your thoughts on Pat and Barbara?
2: I love Amy Smart personally. I, she's one of my favorite actresses. So I love seeing her in this role because I don't. she's played mom sometimes, especially like in single mom's club, but I, I love her range that so she can just do it. And Pat played by Owen, it's like you said, likable. I, I I liked him so much. And I wanted to stop Courtney so bad when she was so dismissive about his dad's story. That was just, just so disrespectful. I think that was the only issue I really had with her for the episode, because he's trying to connect. And you just kind of like threw his sad story back in his face and said, I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I will say that Stargirl is very star-studded and I love that Luke Wilson and Amy Smart are in this. Um, I love them both and all the work that they've done and I feel like I haven't seen Amy Smart in anything in a long time. Um, And as far as their characters go, like Amy just seems so like lovable and down to earth and I don't know that she's gonna get mad enough at Courtney in the show, but we'll see. Um, And obviously, you know, Luke's character... Um, Pat, he seems like he doesn't realize that he wasn't really the sidekick. Uh, <laughs> but I really like his character, so we'll see where it goes.
1: I mean, Luke Wilson's so likable. I mean, this is the guy from Old School, right? This is even in the beginning when we see Starman, uh, who got hit by Icicle after defeating Brainwave, get hit hits by a, a Icicle directly, and of course, it's fatal. Um, Luke Wilson in that scene where Luke is basically being given the responsibility of the staff and, and another amazingly likable character, Joel McHale, comedian, a good friend yeah. of mine actually, who's playing Starman, is mean to Luke. And I'm like, whoa, why are you being so mean? I know it's supposed right? to come off funny, but it's not funny. You're just being rude at this point. Like, it's not you, whatever. It needs to go to someone brave and amazing. And it's not you, not you, Pat, not you, you losers. <laughs> Like, why are we, we're we're basically between Courtney and Starman, maybe Starman is her father because we're (laughs) one step away. And and for all I know, it's brainwave because they're one step away from being Henry King Jr., the jock himself. They're all on this mean path. And it seems to be towards Luke Wilson, who as Alice pointed out, is extremely helpful. And is nothing uh, short of a superhero himself let alone a sidekick C you're such a loser stripesy like why, why I mean, it was up? a terrible
2: name like the yeah. i think the name was what got him like but he he was not a terrible sidekick or a assistant he drove through those gates he saved your butt and he got you out
0: he got so you out point, with
1: solomon grundy chasing after him
0: well, yeah, if he hadn't gone in there, then the staff probably would have been lost to the Injustice Society.
1: That's what I'm saying. This is a guy, and by the way, a person with no superpowers. A lot of people take for granted superheroes who don't have superpowers. When we go into a battle and it's bat, it's uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, remember, Batman's just some rich guy. He's just a rich guy who's doing all of this. So I have a lot of respect for people who don't have powers. And yes, Pat Duggan gets the suit. He gets to wear a stripe, which is, of course, um, the 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 huge, this 15-foot robot that he's made himself, out of his own wits, by the way, of just being a mechanic from the army. Uh, He makes this robot, and the Stripe robot um, is a superpower on its own, but he's just a regular person who did this.
2: I do want to shout out the chat real quick because they are going, amazingly crazy uh tony stark says i gotta disagree uh since courtney was acting how any teenager would want some one random guy is trying to replace her dad plus it would be very unrealistic if she was nice to him uh and mvp of life says i see pat will be treating uh be treating i'm assuming he'll be treated mean still like continuously
1: I hope that's not the case, and whoever thinks that this is how it works, this is because we've been fed this trope for so long that in a step family, there's always going to be some resistance. But I don't, th- not with a person like Pat. Once again, if this was if this was wicked stepmother, um, then I would have no no problems with this. But this was the nicest guy. That's like Mr. Rogers being your stepfather, and you'd be like, <laughs> "Shut up, you loser! Like, why are we yelling at Mr. Rogers?" I mean, what, what that's would, true. What did you all think of Mike, the new little brother?
0: <laughs> He's adorable. <laughs> i Mike has the face of like a forty-five-year-old man, which he does. Really... Oh <laughs> my god!
1: I, he has this—he has this grown quality to him. <laughs> totally. I, I also agreed. I, I was because what I think they were going for is a twelve-year-old uh, Zac Efron, and what they got is a forty-year-old Zac Efron in a twelve-year-old's body. <laughs>
0: That's
1: the perfect description. This has, you know, it's this is a this is a show where we discuss our opinions. Of course, everyone is welcome to theirs. We would love to know what everyone in the chat thinks. Let us know in the comments below. Keep the chat alive, please. This is our new show. Make sure to spread the word. Uh, subscribe, like, give us those likes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five stars. We so greatly deserve. Spread the word, spread the love. Just don't spread Corona. We're all in this together. Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We're going to keep that chat alive. I want to know what you all think of each and every one of the characters love or hate Courtney. And here's the, here's the worst part. I hate or dislike Courtney, but I love her. I love her. I love this show. I really enjoyed watching the show. Coming off of shows like Supergirl and Bat Batgirl, this is such another. This is a great use of the term "girl" as it relates to a superhero. It's uh, hopefully it keeps on this on this streak. Let's discuss the new school. We're in Nebraska. Everyone's nice, and now we go to this new school, and everyone's mean and. Cool. and judgy
0: which is high school so we're good <laughs> I don't know I don't remember ever like being mean to like the new girl or the new boy in high school but obviously in like every show that's always how it is um I thought these people at this school were just not just mean but just like weird it was like stepford wives high school meets something else and even that teacher in the lunchroom who I'm assuming was a teacher was like, where are you going? And yeah, Courtney was like, too. uh... And she was like, you can sit over there with the weird people. And I was like, was that a teacher? Because that was so weird. And I can't imagine Just a teacher she's ever acting like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, Shay. I'm going to get into that as we talk, especially, a little much more in, in news and gossip. But yes, we did get a lot of sightings of different people that are going to play much larger roles in the show. And hopefully you made a notice of each and every single one. We're going to have a lot of people. Um, in the lunchroom, we were introduced to Paula Brooks, who will be known to us as Tigress. So we get a lot of these nods, of course. Um, we went through Doctor Midnight and Our Our Man and seeing Wildcat, but we're gonna see we met Sportsmaster. We're gonna meet uh, William Zarek, who's the Wizard. We're gonna meet Stephen Sharp, the Gambler. All these people were people who we passed by in different um, different entrances to the show. I, I don't remember picking on anyone either, not like that. Shay, were you a bully in high school?
2: No, funny, I was a girl who hung out with the band. I was a cheerleader, but I didn't, I never sat with the cheerleaders. Like I had a circle of friends that were in different groups from band to academic teams. Like I was just that type of person where I Mm. went through every group and I just never liked being labeled in one box, but that was the type of person I was. But when I say like just me, it's just like for certain people in different high schools, legit, some people are just mean and they're just cruel. But also, I'm saying that because kids can be mean and cruel, just from jump.
1: Of course, bullying is a very real thing, and it's um, not to make light of bullying. However, this seemed like it was unnecessary or unwanted bullying, until you find out who uh, Henry's father is, which is Brainwave, and then it kind of makes a little more sense.
2: Yeah, especially with Cindy, she's just like, oh, you're gonna join the cheerleaders, and I have your number already. I, did I give it to you? Yeah, <laughs> like I would, yes. I would, I would, <laughs> I would like, need to like make sure like my security is up to date with you around.
1: Yeah, Cindy, <laughs> of course, is the trope, once again, another very familiar trope, the concept of the mean girls. This is the click. Cindy Berman, paid, played by Meg DeLacy, comes in and automatically has everything down, right? Like, I know who you are. I've clocked you. You're going to join this. You're going to be my friend. You're going to do what I tell you to do.
0: Cindy was like she's like the embodiment of the 15 year old Cruella Deville. so I'm sure
2: especially with the different color it. hair like right there and of course it makes
1: sense that she's Henry's girlfriend so we're gonna see how that plays out Courtney sits with quote unquote losers sits down with them um, and we get three characters we have the young black girl with the glasses if you remember we have the older looking guy who looks like he shouldn't still be in high school and then we have the girl who's supposed to be a loser but you can clearly tell she's a bombshell so what's the wrong what's wrong the jocks come over and call her a slut which was extremely uh disrespectful and disgusting behavior
2: definitely and the fact that courtney in defending her gets in trouble there's something definitely wrong with that school system just point blank because why am i Else who one called somebody a slut, and two who tried to take my phone and I was just getting it back so why am I in detention those are the questions I had for the principal or well, whoever the lady was that took me away Courtney does of course
1: it shows her defiant streak and her heroic nature she stands up for the little person right Alice
0: yeah and then she, she ends up in detention with the other kid at the table who I don't think was even in a fight well, he that's stole something, so we... Oh, he stole something? I As missed he He's walking
1: by, he stole that box, and it looks like he's going to be the guy that's always in trouble, right? Um, yeah,
0: he's actually a friend of mine, so... <laughs> he's oh, you stuff. know him. <laughs> I do, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what's up. We'll t- hopefully we can have him on the show, and yeah, we can give you guys an exclusive, now that we're connected, now that we have connections like that, right? And... We also see, uh, well, those three are going to later on, of course, become different incantations of the new uh, new heroes because of whatever this town is, whatever's drawing everyone to this town, which is what I'm assuming we're all going to find out so much more. Um, we also now go, let's go full force into the staff. We see Pat go into the basement. He goes through his, his stuff. We know he was protecting the staff. We knew it was in that special case. He goes through and he looks through the files of each one of the villains. He sees his old photographs, which to me was reminiscent of concepts of the Just Society, but we've seen something similar in in Watchmen, uh, another DC property. And then we see the cosmic staff, which takes an immediate affinity and liking to Courtney, who accidentally finds them after the confrontation in the dining room. She goes downstairs into the basement and finds the cosmic staff, and it works for her right away
2: uh just before we continue somebody in the chat said his name is rick tyler and he apparently was our, uh, our man's son yes so that's I was who gonna, he will be.
1: i'm going to get to all i was oh, trying to get to that for the news and gossip i was trying to get to that stuff for the news and gossip but yes he is going to be our man's son we're getting a lot we're going to get a lot of children of superheroes versus children of supervillains it seems like
2: which i'm down for especially because the brainwave son needs to get just knocked out. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, it happens. What what were your thoughts on the staff?
2: The staff is cool. Like, I would take a ride on it if I could. Like, it'd be so awesome. I'm sorry. That was, like, because I, I love the fact that the staff, in a, almost in a way, to even quote Disney, is almost like a magic carpet. But, like, with its own powers, and it has a mind of its own. And it'll maybe listen to you, or maybe do its own thing. But that is so cool to me. So I loved it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good analogy, the magic carpet. Um, I really liked it also. I also love that we actually got so far in this story in the first episode because I think there's so many shows on TV that really, really drag it out. So I'm really glad that she met the staff in this first episode and had like so much time with it, you know, before the end of the first pilot. So I really liked that. And I loved all the training she did with it and kind of the funny moments where it was bossing her around.
1: Well, the cosmic staff reminded me a lot more in the marvel equivalent of dr strange's cape so it comes to it clearly has an intelligence it has a uh some type of sentient being to it and it commands courtney which to me is like at the same time sure it's amazing but at the other time maybe like wait what are we doing why am i flying why Why do I think it's okay that this is, I'm not questioning the fact that the staff is just suspended in midair. And then of course, we go out with the staff and we have a confrontation with Henry, one of many, not only in this episode, but to come, of course. We see she shoots up the car. She has shown her her heroic nature once again. You blew up a kid's car, Courtney. I don't know if that's okay.
0: Also, I feel like she was so quick to just be like, oh, yeah, this is cool, like, and totally normal that all of a sudden there's this, like, magical staff in my garage, and just to do whatever it said. So I feel like that was a little bit strange. Mm. I would have loved to see, like, a little bit more, like, curiousness or, like, weirded out of, like, why is this thing moving and i don't know what it's doing instead she was just like yeah all right i'm jumping on let's go i'm sorry that's me i'm going to i'm gonna figure out i forgot where i'm going
2: when i get there but in her defense she only wanted to let the tires the staff blew up the car she didn't really want to do that
1: yes in her defense she <laughs> played with a loaded gun and shot someone yes i understand but it's also a weapon it's the cosmic staff she also goes to practice with it She sneaks out of her house, and she goes practicing with it, which causes that final confrontation. But in between that, she comes home, and and Pat is there. Pat is downstairs. And they have that conversation where she says, basically, I'm going to keep your secret. You're going to keep mine. To be very honest, I would love to know what both of you thought about that scene in particular.
2: For me, that scene in particular, was it blackmail? Yes. Can I say I wouldn't have done it? No. I mean, granted <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I I wouldn't have blackmailed him in like the in the way she did it. I'd have been like, okay, so if I keep your secret, maybe I'll even try to be a little bit nicer to you and we'll just call it even. I wouldn't just say, you know, if you don't if you won't let me keep the staff or let me know about this, I'll tell my mom. That's just kind of stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that his mom, I mean, her mom would be that mad about finding out. So I'm not sure, like if I was Pat, if I would really let her get away with talking to me like that. Um, So I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I feel like Pat should have held his ground a little bit more and maybe, you know, he could have told, you know, her mom and it wouldn't have been a big deal, but Yeah,
1: like, hey, mom, you didn't know that your boyfriend was a Vietnam hero. Like, what? Like, that's not something that's going to upset me in any way. Um, I guess the concept is that he's keeping secrets of some sort. However, I've never seen people react uh, negatively to, to good secrets. Like, hey, by the way, Alice, did I tell you that your significant other was secretly a millionaire? Like, okay, like that's I'd hey. be like no,
0: I'm throwing everything at
1: you. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it seemed like the risk wasn't uh, didn't match the reward, and that's why. Right. I, and the initial, this is why I'm saying this is a show that I love so much. It's like Courtney. I dislike certain elements, but I love so much. It reminds me of if Doom Patrol met Supergirl, meaning that. It's almost Supergirl in the way that they just push things through and the storylines have a lot of loopholes, but it's shot so well and it's just so grand like Doom Patrol that it's combining the two. And I'm hoping that it stays at least at this level and goes up because it is a truly enjoyable show. And another thing that I did find weird and I asked both of you is because I did think it was quite interesting that a stepfather would be in the basement so long with the stepdaughter in that situation and the mother not be like, what's going on guys? I I just felt that, but that could just be me reading too much news as we go along. Talking about news, we get Brainwave and we get Stripe. What were your thoughts on getting both of those at the end, learning that all these villains live in this this one city and Stripe coming to the rescue?
2: When like she's practicing and then she gets pulled in by a brainwave. In my mind, I'm, I want to be like, sorry, get your villain. But she's 15. Do you really think you have to kill her? Like, I know granted that makes like, probably zero <laughs> sense in superhero and villains no matter what the age they are. That was just what my brain initially went to. I thought the scene was cool personally. I thought it was a great action sequence. I, I have so many thoughts. I can't really, like, function them all together. But I thought, like, him showing up in Stripe was amazing. Like, I thought that was so cool.
1: And, and a, I was very like, oh. expensive. That was a huge special <laughs> effects. We got a lot of special effects in this episode. Alice, what were
0: your thoughts? Yeah, we sure did get a lot of special effects. You know what? I I love that. I think all my favorite, like, superhero shows are, like, cities full of superheroes and supervillains, you know, like Arrow, Vampire Diaries, not that that's superheroes, but kind of, Um, you know, they're always just these towns full of like hidden supervillains. And Mm -hmm. I really love that we got to see them in the end and kind of got like the full picture of how full of (laughs) villains and heroes this little Nebraska town really is. So I really enjoyed that. And this show is moving so fast that I think that we can tell that each episode is just going to be super packed with stuff because the arc of justice first pilot has so much information so many characters um yeah i really enjoyed it it
1: was i i agree it was very enjoyable and then this overall this was an enjoyable episode and i'm looking forward to so much more let's get into some really quick star-spangled banner where we see what has been taken from the comic book and put on the screen shay
2: so yeah so the justice society of america First appeared in the winter of 1940 41, and though the way they were defeated in the show is near, I want to say, near similar to how it actually happens in the comic books. And like I was saying earlier, that Justice Society takes technically t- takes place in Earth 2, and Justice League takes place in Earth 1, but it does precede that, and it Sorry, I like had it all here now for some reason. So the first, uh, Just Society featured like the first meeting in the comic, in the all-star comic number five. So if you have that in the chat, let me know because I'm actually really interested in it now. But it had Our Man, it had Hawkman, it had um, Dr. Midnight. I Dr. Remember. Midnight. Correct. Dr. Midnight and even have Flash like before, obviously it moves into the Flash going to Justice League and that's a whole different of two separate Flashes that actually takes place in the comic book series.
1: Exactly.
2: So, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, the original members of the Justice Society were Dr. Fate, Our Man, Spectre, Sandman, Adam, Flash, Green Lantern, and Hawkman. Of course, we only seen, um, we didn't get to see as many of them. Our Man does get to play, but we will see more as it goes on. As we get into our news and gossip, discussing this really quick, this is the best thing is that uh, just to give you a heads up on the news and gossip, we're going to be seeing a lot of these superheroes, some of these people who are some of our fan favorites, Dr. Midnight, we're going to see. Of course, we saw Starman and Stargirl, but we're also going to see Our Man, Tigress, Sportsmaster is going to come to play, The Wizard, The Gambler, a lot of people who you would not think, and we actually saw them in this episode, so make sure to look back and find them let's jump into really quick predictions one word sentences predictions from each of you alice ford
0: um next episode i hope we find out who courtney's father is
1: interesting shay
2: i'm hoping for some training lessons that are going to need to be taking place if she's gonna wield this staff
1: and i'm gonna say with that crystal ball that it's not the last that we've seen of henry and his gang as they pick on courtney courtney's going to adjust to that high school whether she wants to or not where can people find you
2: if you want to be found shay you guys can find me at real shay jones on twitter and instagram and the
0: dish upon the star series on AfterBuzz tv
2: alice ford
0: You guys can find me on Twitter at Alice L. Ford and on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. And I also just wanted to note one more thing for news. If you guys are interested, there is a star girl featurette on YouTube that has some behind the scenes footage from this episode and chats with the stars. So definitely check that out.
1: Can't wait to see that and can't wait to have Jeff Williams join us next week as we will be discussing more Stargirl. As for me, of course, I am Tehran. Literally at I am Tehran all across the board. Find me on social media and also find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other Afterbuzz After Shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week, we will be talking more Stargirl. That's
2: my Stargirl Alex. (laughs) Cool.